Welcome to Reigns Radio. I am your host, Cole Reigns. Happy Wednesday. Back to Wednesday. It's going to fluctuate between Tuesday and Wednesday, folks. So turn those notifications on to get when Reigns Radio is coming to your ear holes. But coming to your ear holes today is the president of the Off the Ball Network, Chris LeBron. We start our Behind the Ball series where we go into a deep dive of his sports fandom growing up in the LeBron family household on Christmas. And then we get into some heavy, heavy NBA talk. Hit the music. Let's get right into it. Chris LeBron, president of Off the Ball Network. I am here with the president of Off the Ball Network. He is Alprez. He is Chris LeBron. He is our first Behind the Balls guest. Chris, how are you doing? Happy holidays. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Cole. I appreciate you having me on. It's the first time we I think we've done a show together, so I'm excited. Yeah, bro. first time we've linked up, and it's absolutely uh, exciting. I had the idea that... Uh, you know, I wanted to get behind the balls on the different guys around off the ball. I mean, obviously, you see everybody's gambling content. You see everybody's live streams. You see all of it. So why not learn the person that we're watching? So, Chris, we'll start here. Merry Christmas. I, I got to ask you first, what's the, what's the top Christmas movie for you? Top Christmas movie. I know I put you on the spot, but there's a lot of good ones. Um, Top Christmas movie. That, that's actually hard because i'm not really a big movie person okay but but i would i would i get i maybe this is uh a cheesy one but i guess elf i don't know why elf for some reason is just like i know like every part of that movie and like i said i'm not a big movie guy but i, I would go with elf it's probably not most people so yeah, yeah you know what maybe i think there's people who would say that but you know, uh, I'm going to go Elf. I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Will Ferrell guy, too, so, like, I mark hey. out for him. I was going to say, I'm a big Elf fan, too. Will Ferrell is always a consistent laughter, so I'm, I'm with you there. But uh, we got the Christmas movie out of the way, so it, that's his favorite movie, not mine. So if you have gripes with it, <laughs> tweet at him, not me. But uh, yeah, yeah. I got to ask, what, what's uh, growing up, what was the Christmas at the LeBron household looking like? Christmas at, at the LeBron household. Growing up was like any other, you know, any typical kid Christmas. It was just excitement, obviously, and all that. No sleep, obviously. And, you know, it was a lot of, since I'm Spanish, it was, it was a lot of, uh, even a lot of early drinking. <laughs> a, lot of early, a lot of coquito and, and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, just like any other kid, man, just, just excited about, you know, being around the fam and opening gifts up, so it, it was uh, it, it was fun, fun times, fun times. I wish it, I wish you could go back. Cause being older now and now being the parent on that side, it's uh, you know, it's a different, but it's cool seeing the kids open up presents and all that. So uh, it makes it worth it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I, you have kids of your own, correct? Yeah, I got two of them. I got two kids. If you don't mind me asking. Girl. A boy and a girl, if you don't mind me asking. I don't know if they're listeners, and I don't know if they're going to listen to me or you, but what what do you, what was the big gift for the kids at Christmas this year? This year, nothing crazy, to be honest. Um, I, I, I'm a very late shopper. 
I'll wait I, to I'm looking at a pile of gifts right in front of me, so I'm right there yeah, with you. I'll so. wait to like literally Christmas Eve and be like, oh crap, I gotta get stuff. <laughs> and I'll, I'll go on Amazon and hope they have overnight delivery or something. I'm one of those people who waits literally to the last, last second. And that's not just for Christmas, that's anything. I'll wait till people's birthday day of <laughs> and get hey, them. your brain works best under pressure so i'm not yeah, not questioning yeah. I'm, i've always so. been that type of way i wait to the last moment for a lot of things you know that's just that's a life day for me too i just wait of uh, till the very last second so yeah i'm, I'm a but uh they'll, they'll, they'll be happy with their gifts let's just say not not as crazy as the last few years but they'll still be uh they'll 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 like their stuff so so you brought up the last few years i got two questions what was the best gift that you remember giving to your kids? And what was the best gift that you remember growing up as a kid? So I'll let you answer them any way order. But talk of Christmas here. I, I want to hear some of the best gifts that you've given out and gotten because that's that's all in the spirit of the season. Okay, so the best gift I think I've given to my kids was a my son. He was probably around four. He's nine now. So he's around four, five. I think this is more of a, what I wanted. I got him a Hot Wheels, the Hot Wheels like a garage set. I don't know if you know very that. Nice. It's like the very garage set. It has a little like you could probably put like twenty cars in the garage. It has a little lift. You know, you lift them up. And I think it was more for me than, than him because I was excited. I was more excited. That was like <laughs> the number one gift I was targeting. And I remember I didn't have I didn't even have my car at the time. So I, I remember going when Toys R Us was still around, going to Toys R Us and hauling that big thing. Um, and then I wound up buying something else, I think like a remote control car. But it was that big thing. I logged those two big things all the way back to the house, wrapped them up, and um, got that. But, yeah, that's probably the, the biggest one. Um, still have it, though. Uh, do I still have it? I don't know. He don't, he doesn't play with toys like that anymore. He's more of a, you know, Fortnite you know all that stuff. You know, oh yeah, Mr. Beast fan and all that, like the, all, every other uh, nine-year-old, ten-year-old in the world. But yeah, that was probably the number one gift I can remember. I remember that very vividly because of I had to haul that thing around for like two <laughs> hours on a bus because I didn't have my car at the time, and uh, just being like, he better like this because it's cold. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, yeah, I remember leaving work and having to get. I knew there was a limited amount. And I said, I have to go get to this one because, in particular, this particular tour of the rest because they only want to have it. And I wound up getting it, and I, he liked it. He used it. Um, you know, uh, I probably used it a lot more than him because I'm a, I'm a Hot Wheels, you know, <laughs> fanatic. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, that one, yeah, the Hot Wheels Very nice. garage hey, set. Hey, hey, the things you'll do for your kids and family, I'm absolutely right there with you. It's I crazy. Had to, I I. I I'm sure I'll listen to this post Christmas, but I had to get pops a pair of the new Bo Jackson trainers that came out, and I was waitlisted and going through the Nike app was never fun. But uh, we're I think I'm on a waitlist right now, so we're hoping we get those on Christmas for them. So we'll see well, how that goes. So. Let's hope so for pops. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I mean, that was always my best Christmas gift. But I got a pair of Jordan ones growing up, and I always thought that was. I, I still have them to this day. I probably got them when I was 13 or 14, white and Carolina blue. I thought they were the coolest thing in the world. Those are so. good ones. Good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah and for so. me, I, okay, I remember now. I got, and this is when I was super young. I got the Nintendo, Super Nintendo. I remember that. 
I remember What was that. the game of choice on the Super Nintendo? Yeah, now? It was NBA Live, like, 1997. Okay. Um, NBA Live 1997, because I still have it. I don't have the Nintendo, though. I have the game, which doesn't okay. make sense. I don't, know, I don't know where I put it. I don't know if I sold it like an idiot like as a teenager because um, I didn't think it would be worth anything. But um, Now you look back and nostalgia runs now, wild. Yeah, so. now, now nostalgia is like you could probably get a few hundred bucks for that or whatever, but it's crazy. But I don't know what else. What other games I got? Um, but, yeah, I remember getting NBA Live, like, 1997. I think, like, Mitch Richmond was on, like, the, the cover and all that. So, yeah. <laughs> what a That's name. That's probably the one gift. Yeah. I think Mitch Richmond was on the cover. I don't remember if it was the, the, the exact year, but I remember Mitch Richmond, on, and I was, like, ecstatic when I got that. So, yeah, getting a Nintendo is probably, like, the, the top gift I remember getting, especially as a youngin. I, very nice, yeah. I, uh... Because when you get kids, you don't get the gifts. You don't get gifts like that. You get you get the typical, you know, you know how the stereotype is like. Oh, you got socks and and you appreciate that when you get older because like you know those are essentials in life. (laughs) When you yeah, I I uh, wouldn't. You know that last uh, what is it? That last you know when to do laundry when you're on the last pair of underwear. So if I keep getting underwear, I can extend out that laundry. I don't have to do laundry as much. So it's like a ten day contract. You know, just extend (laughs) it all that. You'll have that emergency pair of underwear, and you're like, I don't want to use it. It's literally for emergencies, and it's like it's all it has either has rips or it's too big or it's too small. But it's like that's the emergency pair, and you don't want to go to that. So when I when yeah, you get, the more underwear, the better. You can avoid those absolutely. But yeah, like exactly. you said, you get the essentials: underwear, socks, whatever you need. So um, I'm with you there. But obviously, on that NBA Live, you did you grow up around New York then? Yeah, I'm a New Yorker. Yep. So up I'm assuming York. Knicks were team of choice. I was f- probably forced to be a Knicks fan. Um, forced to be like, a Nick fan. Yeah, not 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 in a bad way, but it's like because the okay. Knicks were really good in the '90s, so it wasn't like a, you know. But when you're growing up in New York, you you have to be all New York everything, you know. So so you so you landed then that was Nick Knicks Yankees Giants right? Those are your three Knicks Knicks Yankees Giants. And funny story, I was originally a Broncos fan. Huh. So how did you land on that one? Elway. Bron- Elway. Elway and Terrell Davis. Because I remember, okay. I don't know if you remember this game. It was game day. It used to be called NFL game day. It was before, it was like a competitor to like Madden. This is before okay. 2K was around. So yeah. I remember just playing with Terrell Davis and like I was just 200 Some yards love. a game. And I was like, oh, I'm a Broncos fan. And then yeah. the game, there was a game in particular that made me convert to Giants. And then essentially just New York everything was... The Broncos, I believe, were undefeated the Super Bowl year. They went to the Meadowlands, and the Giants are probably like, I don't know, 500. They weren't great, um, and they, the Giants beat them for their only Denver's only loss. And for, the, for whatever reason, I was like, you know what? I think I like it as a Giants team, and I just I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm turning stuck. in my Broncos card, even though they're a Super Bowl team, and uh, I'm converting all New York everything, and I – became a Giants fan from there on. But I I was a Broncos fan for like a year and a half. Interesting. That was like eight. Interesting. Was like eight okay. So I don't know. I just I was riding the, the bandwagon. 
like hey, any other eight year old would. <laughs> when I was a kid, I got a Michael Vick jersey. I was the biggest Falcons fan until those yeah. dog fighting allegations came up. So I totally understand. I was a Michael Vick fan and I was a LeBron fan. And then when he ended up leaving the Cavs to go to the Heat, that was when Rose, I lived in Chicago at the time. So Rose came into the Bulls. So I was like, oh man, the Bulls are awesome. D Rose, uh, Carlos mm-hmm. Boozer was there, Joaquin Noah. So that's, I remember going to a couple of Bulls games when I was young watching those and I was a Cavalier-ish fan because LeBron obviously was the face of the NBA and you don't know any better when you're a kid but once D. Rose came in it changed my world I had the shoes I had the jersey I had the shorts I had about everything you could think of with D. Rose and that was always those were always good Christmas gifts too Um, but uh, you brought up a game Giants wise that switched you into a Giants fan do you have like a pivotal like Knicks game that you grew up remember watching There was a regular season Knicks Bulls game. That was okay. I, the Knicks won by like four points, but for whatever reason, I the the score was I think it was ninety seven ninety three, and for whatever reason, the I remember the Bulls were wearing their their the black bull like with the white stripe that jersey, <laughs> and I don't know for some I don't remember exactly what, but I remember the jerseys that were being worn, and the score. And for some reason, that just always stuck with me, that game. It was probably, I'm going to guess, 97. Yeah, probably 97. So, you know, Jordan's maybe last year or second to last year. I don't know if it was 96, 97 or 97, 98. But I remember that very vividly. And I always use that as, like, score. Uh, so every time mm-hmm. I would, like, like, do, like, pretend scores, I would be, like, 97, 90, 93. Because um, that yeah. always stuck out to me for, for the longest. I don't know why. But I just remember the jerseys that were being worn. You know, we beat Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And, uh, and I don't know. That always stuck with me. I don't know why. Even, I, even to no. this day. It's just certain weird things that just stick with you. Oh, and why you, you become fans of teams or players. or whatever. But I remember that very vividly. But I was, like I said, being a Knicks, being a Knicks fan was, is kind of in, ingrained in your blood. Like, my cousins were all Knicks fans. So, um I didn't have a choice. I was going to be a Knicks fan. Not, no other. I wasn't going to be a Bulls fan. I wasn't going to be a Pacers fan. I wasn't going to be a Magic fan. Uh, Detroit. Even though I did love like Grant Hill and Penny Hardaway and those guys, but it was going. I was always going to be a Knicks fan. He had no choice. Uh, yeah, that's that's funny. I mean, that's crazy <laughs> hearing because I mean, I, in in the nineties, you had those Magic teams with Shaq, who felt like I mean that was before my time, but he felt like he was very likable. And then obviously Jordan is yeah. the guy, so you want to like Jordan. He has the logo, the shoes, and then I, I watching the Last Dance and just hearing reading. I don't think the Pacers were ever very likable, but no, I think I think if we had social media the way we do now, and I was if you just put me and as an eight year old with social media. <laughs> Maybe I'm a fan. I'm not a Knicks fan. Um, I'm not a Giants fan and all that because of the influence of social media and just the clips. I would have been like, oh, my God, Penny Hardaway, no-look passes, widely open the shack and all that. Oh, no, I'm rocking with the magic. I, I, I'm I, 1,000% sure I probably would have been like him. Or Detroit because I did love Grant Hill, and he's one of the reasons why I'm a Duke fan too. So um, because – and. You know, he was just so good in the felines too. Like that was that was like my shoe growing up, wearing felines and all that. But I think if social media was back in the day, in the nineties, I think I might have been influenced to be a, a Orlando Magic fan, and it would be the same pain as being a Knicks fan today, because we haven't had <laughs> success. But you know, I think social media would have definitely influenced me because Penny was that dude. 
That's crazy that you say that with social media. I never really thought that way, but you know how much we see of like the light in the beam for the Kings or you know some of these small market teams. Like, I mean, the Suns wouldn't be small market because they're a finals contender, but like before they became that finals contender, you would never saw much of D Book. You would have never saw much of mm-hmm. like Shea Gilgis Alexander with Oklahoma City because wow. you got your local game and you don't have the Twitters or the Facebooks to watch those clips. So I never really thought much about that, and that that's a good point of why you were kind of forced into being a Knicks fan. Yeah, because you were uh, growing you were up. Your I territory. had that. I had mm-hmm. that. I had like when Giannis came into the league, it was like, look at this seven foot freak in Milwaukee. And I was going, like, I was looking to go to school, college there. So I was like, man, like, that's that's an added bonus. I get to watch this freak of nature go out and play basketball that I've been kind of tailing on social media. So I never really thought about yeah, that. That's a good point. How many people today are more fans of players than they are teams? Well, because of social media, because you're seeing so much of Giannis and you're seeing, and like you mentioned before, like, in the 90s, we weren't seeing the Suns. We weren't seeing Utah. We weren't seeing, you know, a lot of the West Coast teams. You know, so you, you know, you you were, the only teams you were watching were the teams in your city. And, you know, there wasn't an NBA league pass or all that where, like, yeah. oh, I'll be able no. to, you know. There wasn't any of that. So, you know, it, it's, it's crazy, you know, uh, how things have changed. But I think... I may have been influenced if there was a social media back in the day because, you know, Penny, even to this day, I, I just feel like he's, he's you know, uh, if it wasn't for injuries, he, he may be a Hall of Famer and one of the greatest point guards ever, but and Grant Hill also. So I may have been influenced big time with social media with those two guys and maybe not be a Knicks fan, but, you know, uh, I, I'm with them. I'm with them. Man, and you get those guys on the social media, and those Orlando st- Magic starter jackets the, with the, the black. Star, yeah, it's, and it's a fashion statement oh. too. Yeah, starter jackets oh, were yeah, a so thing like, back then, and oh, you just yeah. have who what Penny was, who Penny is as a, as a you know, just his 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 vibe. He just all oh, yes. Orlando was on the come up, and then Shaq, and you know they went to the finals, and, and you know um, they were they were just that. And Grand Hill too. Grand Hill was this. This monster at Duke and the next Michael Jordan and all that. So like, those guys would have been crazy on on you know, uh, crazy on um, social media back Absolutely. in the day. Like, Shaq too. I mean, Shaq's big now. Just imagine Shaq with, you know, yeah. in the nineties ripping with, down with, with two, ripping yeah, down backwards oh, and the amount of clips you would have seen with ESPN yeah. top ten, but yeah. All right, so like, okay, so I'm, I'm, here's my next question then, talking about the effect of social media on the game, which is not really where I saw this going, but now this is an interesting conversation. Who are players today's NBA that you think if we didn't have social media would just get lost in the shuffle? Because my name, right, the name right off the top of my head is Shea Gilgis Alexander, just because I think well, the team 100%. is not very good and he is a rising star, but we wouldn't see much of him. I, 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 I. I I wouldn't say Luca because he's been on the biggest stage with the Western Conference Finals, but that team's not very good either. So who are you thinking? Because I've got a couple names, but I'm going to float them around a little De- bit. Definitely SGA would be there. Um, like a Tyrese Halliburton would be up there. You know, um, who else off the top of my head? I'm thinking. Um, Paolo Banchero? Banchero? Like, I know he's the number one pick, but how many nationally broadcasted games is he getting in a bad Orlando team yeah I, I could see him too um also like a like uh LaMelo because Charlotte's been down mm-hmm. you could see LaMelo getting lost in the shuffle um, Jalen Green 
Jalen, a lot Green of the young up Houston. and coming guys, yeah. you know, you, you know, um, you know, because Houston's so bad, he'll get they get lost in the shuffle. Um, who Anthony else? Edwards, and it pains me to say Anthony that, Edwards, but Minnesota yeah. hasn't been really there either. So, yeah, and there's so many in- instances where you know, people they look back at guys in the '90s and be like, "Whoa, that guy averaged 20 a game," and it's like, "Whoa, I didn't know that." Well, yeah, because the just. It's not as you know the game isn't where it was is you know isn't where it was you know what like it is now you know mm-hmm. so like you see guys like Kenny Anderson and he's like whoa he was twenty and nine whoa I, I, most yeah. people won't know that no nope, most people wouldn't know that but like he was you know stuck in like New Jersey and like even though New Jersey is literally the right you know it's right next to New York it's mm-hmm. still like foreign <laughs> like you know because it's oh, not yeah. a big market now and all that so it's like. It, it, there's so many guys from back day that if they had social media now, we'd be like, oh, my God, we're talking about them like they're stars, you know, superstars, you know, all that. But but there's guys, yeah, if guys now without social media, they'd, be, they'd definitely be a lot of those, obviously, the smaller markets and all that. But for sure, especially the young up-and-coming guys. But that's that's the beauty of social media, you know, um, in the good way. Obviously, there's, people can use it in a negative light. But in this way, it's good because, you know, it gets those players, you know, the DSGAs and all that. And like, hey, I don't care what's going on, how bad they are, their record is, and they're not as bad as we, th- we thought they would. I mean, especially without Chet. But it's like, yeah. you need to be watching Oklahoma City basketball. You need to be watching the Houston Rockets because they got a few good young guys. You know, you got to be watching Orlando. I mean, Orlando almost won again last night um, or two nights ago when they played. Uh, I don't know if it was last. I can't remember. Last night or two nights ago when they played uh, the Hawks. They won on like a 9-0 run and almost won the game. You know, beat the Celtics um, twice, too. Like they, they're, they're the a Celtics team like, in a couple yeah. of years with like Paolo and Wendell Carter and Markel Fultz and Franz Wagner and all those names. Like those names are going to start coming to fruition a little bit. Where yeah, yeah. And they got two picks this year, and they got Chicago's pick from the Vucevic mm-hmm. trade. So in Chicago, um, they, I mean, they, we, yeah. we could get right into it. Chicago should be selling, right? I mean, it's bad. I mean, what's crazy is I was so high on them last year with Lonzo being getting there, and they picked up Lonzo, and I was like, oh, wow, they're going to be good. And then they, they really were good. DeRozan was playing at an MVP level. Zach's good. You know, Zach was, was finally living up to his potential. Lonzo's good. That Caruso playing, they were playing great defense, just efficient. It just looked like okay, like all right, the Bulls got something here, and then Lonzo gets hurt, Caruso gets hurt, and it's just too much emphasis on on the on DeRozan and Levine, and it just and Vooch too, and uh, it just it's been a disaster since that. Were they eleven and nineteen, eleven and eighteen, and something yeah, like they, that? And yeah. like they can't, they their offense is just <coughs> just wild inconsistent. Excuse me, and they oh, can't protect the rim. They cannot protect no, the rim at no. all. Like, and, and, and that was something going back to even last year. You know, everyone was talking. You know, was Patrick Williams going to be the guy that comes in and stops, be the defensive stopper, be the paint stopper that you need against guys like Giannis and Durant and Embiid? He's not. And, and it was a wild pick when they picked him because it was a bench player in college. I didn't get that at all. That pick. And it was all. one of those but that where... draft overall, like if you go back to that 2020 draft, because that was the pandemic. That was obviously, yeah. I it think a lot a of teams wish they can get a read over. They wish they can get a redo because you weren't. I mean, it was all what we're doing with zooms, and like I, you can't really scout yeah. a guy on a zoom. So it's like, I think that 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 draft. I wish 
I think a lot of teams wish they can get a, a, a mulligan on because it's hard. It was very hard. It's hard to scout as is with rank with everything you have and all the intel. But just imagine you don't have any of that. You can't go watch these guys. So I think Patrick William. I get why they took him, but I also don't get why they took him, if that makes any sense. Because like, I get the upside, the potential and all that, but I'm like, I don't – maybe in the teens you take him, and I think we look at him differently. But because he went a little – I remember having him in my mock and my – I think I had him in maybe in the upper – in the teens somewhere like mm-hmm. that. Like I just thought he was just a raw prospect. Like if he hits, okay. I, but I I didn't see the offense progress. I think he can always be a solid defender. And well, I didn't cool, think they wanted the him to pick, be the offensive. I, I didn't think they wanted him to be offensive. When you have yeah, but with Levine, the DeRozan, and with Vukovic, the pick, like, hey, hey, I know, man. I I, I absolutely pick, know what the hell. You gotta the be. You gotta there? give me yeah. something. You can't give me nothing. I, yeah, I'm not a, I thought he'd know. be better from three. I thought he'd be a great guy, like pick and pop, just a, a modern day wing, give you like ten to twelve points with six or seven boards, and play. All NBA defensive level, first or second team, doesn't matter to me, but that's what I thought he'd give you. And yeah. the moment that he got hurt would, would have been the moment I would have picked up the Detroit Pistons phone and said, hey, we'll give you Patrick Williams and some picks for Jeremy Grant because I think our window is a lot shorter than – I think NBA fans thought the Bulls' window was a lot shorter than what the Bulls' – ownership team thought it would be and then once the Lonzo injury happens Levine gets his knee redone Vucevic is taking steps back and DeRozan is only getting older you look at it and it's like you either you should have taken a swing at the fourth pick or you should have used that fourth pick to capitalize on that window and neither happened so no I didn't I mean maybe I don't know if they're uh, I don't know if they're were thinking maybe LaMelo would have dropped a four but it just it hasn't like the injuries last year have, you know. Um, I thought okay, they get a, everyone healthy. I think they'll 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 be solid. They'll be in the middle of the East, but they're far from the middle of the East. <laughs> they're they're only they're in Detroit. They're you know Detroit's being like, hey guys, we see you. You're getting close yeah, to us, you know. Back, and it's like yeah, and they don't have their pick, which is like, it, 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 I think fans would be like, all right, we suck, but. At least we have our pick, yeah, and like top 10, maybe we maybe can get a, a maybe we can get a top five pick if we if yeah. we just it's like but it's like oh my we suck and we don't have our pick oh that's that's the worst place you want to be when, when and you suck and like, you don't have and yeah and with the historical draft one and two pick with Scoot and Wemby you're like man like maybe we got a chance maybe we do that like if you are the Detroit Pistons right now you're salivating over the idea of next year potentially running out a healthy Cade a Ivy mm-hmm. and a Wemby. You are salivating at that idea. The Bulls can't even think because they went all in on Nikola Vucevic and gave up the pick that ended up turning into Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter Jr., which we were just talking about how well the Magic have looked the past couple of days and how those guys are progress. So that's a tough one on the Bulls. But flip side with the Bulls, where do you think guys like DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic, maybe a Caruso could land because I have a few spots in mind, but I don't know if you get off to Rosen. You got to sell tickets still. Yeah. I don't know if they go full, you know, implosion that that'll Mm -hmm. be like, Whoa, like guys, we really messed this up. Um, And the rumors, like we just heard about there's, you know, the whole thing with Zach Levine and all that. And, you know, it, it was a rumor with the Knicks, like, 
that they're they were looking into Zach Levine, you know, possibly. And and I remember being on a Knicks show, um, Knicks fan TV, and being like, and a caller being like, we need to give every, everything to get Zach. And I was like, hold up a second, buddy, hold up a second, buddy. I think Zach I called Levine. Levine. We, we, we're going all in on guard Porzingis. I think he's guard Porzingis. And you know what? I, I, I think everyone was like, "That's a great comp. He is a guard yeah. Porzingis." And it just—he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Super talented when he's All-star. healthy. And I think the knee is really affecting him. So I—I I, don't—I want to give him not a pass, but like let's let's put that in perspective. Like he does have a knee injury that's that could take a little bit to get, but. If you're thinking about trading for him, like you have to be like, well, yeah, he is coming off the knee, and he could be right, but that's scary, especially. And he's making two hundred, you know, whatever two hundred twenty. He's making a super max, super max money. So it's like, but my question with Levine is, are you trading for him, expecting him to be the guy for a finals contending team? Because I don't think he is the guy. He's not that guy. He's 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 not that guy, and that's okay. He could be the third guy. Now, if you're telling me Zach's my third guy, okay, we're yeah. cooking. I'll tell you what, if cooking. he goes to the Lakers and they throw Westbrook in a 2027 pick and some fluffer in there and the Lakers get him, I look at the Lakers a whole lot differently, a whole lot differently. And they but can use another you, guy that can score and all that, but the Lakers are I, – I don't know if the Lakers would want to add that no, much money I, no. on the books, especially with AD and, and LeBron already on. You know, so cool. – I don't know if that's but I mean that was just fit, kind of an, yeah. an example I, I where like yeah, if yeah. you send him to I, the Knicks where he would probably be the number one or two scorer right now, I don't think it would work out as well as you'd like. So no, that'd be disastrous. I don't yeah. want any part of Zach coming to New York. Um, I know that's kind of been the, the big thing on Knicks Twitter is, is Zach and all that, and like I just no, <laughs> please no. We're playing good. Listen. If we're going to be mid, Seven like straight. if we're going to be quote unquote mid and all that, I'd rather just have the team we have now. We've won seven in a row. We're up 10 right now as we speak against the Warriors. I know Steph's not playing, but you know, you got to play who you play. You know, you got to play who you play. We'll get and to the Warriors. So it's like, and the Warriors, another team that's got to figure yeah. things out because um, yeah. things haven't gone the way they, but like, I, if I'm the Knicks, sorry, let's stay put and, and let's see if there's someone else maybe out there. That we can prob maybe get because they have the assets and all that to to potentially make a big move and not give up a lot of their, you know, a lot of their core pieces. So, yeah, the guy I have circled, and and, and this is an interesting one because the team is currently thirteen and eighteen and on a down tick. They've lost six in a row. I'd look at if OG was available for like a Knicks team or a Kings team because I see the Knicks and Kings on a very similar level right now, kind of that yeah. five or six seed playing good ball have young pieces that if you got one more, you could kind of get in that top four, top five range. And OG mm-hmm. will put you over the top a little bit. Um, and I, that's only if the Raptors tear it all the way down, which if the Raptors tear it all the way down, there's a lot of interesting pieces there too. So They have a lot of pieces. They have a lot of pieces. And I think the reason yeah. why they want to trade OG is because Scotty Barnes is kind of – he kind of regressed. And I yeah. think they 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 want him to blossom and be the rookie of the year player that they think he is. Now, now, I, but you would have to most likely trade OG for him to yeah. get to to reach that potential and all that. And well, I think that's why we're hearing so much OG. 
seven similar player types. You know, they're all 6'8", 6'9", with long wingspans, can shoot a little bit, and are going to be all NBA defensively. So, like, I like that's the other thing. Like, I look at OG and Scotty and Pascal and Gary Trent Jr. Like, all those guys, I mean, Trent Jr. and Siakam are a little different, but all those guys kind of play mm-hmm. a similar position. And, like you said, they're taken away from each other. So, yeah, I don't know. Scotty Barnes had three points yesterday. Like, it was mm-hmm. essentially just Siakam, and that was it. Like, Siakam put, uh, was the reason why they almost, you know, beat the Sixers last night. But it's like, Scotty has definitely taken a step back, you know, uh, especially offensively. Like, a couple big games of late, but, like, it's a lot of single-digit games and all that. So, it's like, you know, you want you want that. that they, they took him with the fourth pick, and, you know, he was the rookie of the year, but he's kind of... You know, shooting below, you know, low 30s and three and all that. And I, and that's always been the thing with him is, like, we knew the defense would be there, but is the offense ever going to be, you know, um, show up? And I think they kind of need OG to, you know, they need one of these guys to go away in a trade and to see if Scotty can be that 20-point scorer. Because if he is that and you add the defense, you have a hell of a two-way player. Oh, I absolutely agree. And and you have a guy you can build around. Uh, you're looking at a, a wing that can handle the ball and score it well and defend almost every position. That is what kind of every championship team has had, whether it be a Draymond who's a number two or three on a championship team to a Giannis to a Kawhi, but you have that kind of pseudo hyper-athletic wing that can do it all for you. So I, I'm with you. I think OG clearing that for – Scotty would be huge, and then OG yeah. hitting a trade market would be They've had a lot bigger. of injuries, too, Toronto. They've had a yeah. lot of injuries, too. So yeah. they've got hit with the injury bug pretty hard this year, too. So that's a factor, too. But it, like you said, it seems like they have too many of the same type of players on their team. And it's like, that's good. You have length and all that. Mm-hmm. And you got guys who are athletic and all that. But too much of one thing, you know, can get the offensive stagnant. And that's kind of why we're seeing why they're, you know, not – you know they're not scoring, <laughs> and, and no, you know, absolutely not shooting a good percentage. I think they're one of the, the you know bottom five teams and as far as you know field goal percentage and all that. And they don't really play a fast pace of basketball and all that. You know, um, so and then with that type of team, you think you would want to run a little bit more, but they don't have the personnel right that, and you know they don't really have a lot of size, you know, in the po- uh, down low either. So you know they got to figure out what direction they want to go to they don't have a through. true center which like is yeah. the other thing too like if they wanted to buy Nikola Vucevic or like a Jakob Pertl would make sense but i just don't know if they're in a buying position either so a, a Valanciunas would be i mean they had Valanciunas too like but that yeah. would be a perfect like just guy who's just strong and just gets boards mm-hmm. that's it no hey like, they had Pertl too the guy on the Jakob spurs Pertl, they yeah, they've him, had you know, it so. they've had it and like you know them going all in for Kawhi was obviously like smart because you won't championship, so of course yeah. it's gonna. But it's like you can't do any, you can't say anything bad about that. You one, can't say yeah, anything it's... bad about that, but it's also like, you know, damn, it was like, a perfect <laughs> storm that year too. Like perfect like storm. if everything if went one thing if and if one thing went wrong, we look at what the Raptors did in a completely different vein. You know what I'm saying? Like if if they don't 100%. win that championship, it's what the hell are you trading Kawhi for or trading yeah. all your pieces for for Kawhi? Who like if he does what he's doing right now with the Clippers and sits out half the season and comes in the playoffs and gets hurt. And like again, it's like, well, mm-hmm. we just wasted all, we just hedged all of our future, uh, traded a franchise guy for this. And obviously yep. with Kawhi Blossom Siakam, Nick Nurse is the best coach ever for about a year. So I don't know. 
Speaking of best coaches yeah. ever, Steve Kerr out in the Warriors. Um, it could be his best coaching job this year if he coaches them to a playoff run because I don't know what they need to do, but they need to do something terribly. <coughs> yeah, it's um, <coughs> it, excuse me. Oh man, all good. All good. New York City weather, man. It got me. You got the, got the throat and all that. I don't. I don't blame you, man. It's it, we are supposed to out in Midwest way. We're supposed to get. I think it was like twelve to sixteen inches of snow, thirty mile an hour winds. Yeah. So I'm not looking forward to Christmas That's... driving home this year, but we'll oh, do it. No, so, no. but but yeah, the Warriors, man. It's it's been um, it's been an up and down season for them. Obviously, their young guys have not really um, um. You talked they about that really 2020 draft. Played. Could you imagine yeah. if they had anybody else but James Wiseman? I mean, it make and I understood why they took um, Wiseman. Wiseman because it, it like they needed they needed that not that they needed a the big, but it's like all right, it makes sense. They have shooter. They they didn't need La, uh, Lamelo Ball because it's they the already have position guys. you could upgrade it like, exactly. And you get and yeah. you just look at Wiseman. You're like, oh, an athletic seven footer. Who can move, and you just you just think about pick and rolls with Steph Curry and all that, and just the, you know, his ability, you know, just that athletic ability, just grab boards and all that. And you're like, all right, this is a massive upgrade over, you know, the, um, the the big guys they've had. So it's like, you know, it made sense. Like it did make sense, even though you know Wiseman didn't have a lot of games under his belt. Only played like two three games at Memphis that year, and like so, well, you're going off just pure athletic ability. Yeah, that was my and biggest think, takeaway with him, because you're yeah. going into a warrior system where it is probably trigonometry in this kid's brain because he's 19 yeah, with two yeah. games under his belt in a college system. That's the one where I was like, I don't know if he's going to have the IQ to just walk into this system and be like, I get it, and he didn't, and yeah. we see it now. He's no, arguably no. the worst player in the NBA. So that's yeah. and it's uh, it's been tough for him. I'm, I'm not gonna. To, I'm not going to give up on him yet because bigs do take a little bit mm-hmm. to develop no, and all. And like I said, it is a complex system and all that. And like, especially when you go to a good team, because yeah, they had the bad year, but you know, they they had all the injuries and they kind of took a they punted on that season. You know, essentially like, all right, you know, we've been playing, you know, deep into the summer. Like, we need to let's take the year off, guys. And essentially, that's what they did. And then you know, but um, it, it's not easy and. There's a system where like, we see how, like, you just look at Kavon Looney now, like what he does, and, like, he's not sexy at all. He's not a sexy player and all that, but he does the little things that makes that system go, you know, along with Draymond and all that. So Wiseman has the talent to be a really good player in this league. He just has to learn the little things to, to get going. And once he learns those little things, how to screen, defense, and all that, you know, rebounding, boxing out. I think he, he'll he'll be all right now. It's you know he he has the p- players around him to to help him and all that. You just got to figure out. And he's also he's young. He's he's another one dealt with a lot of injuries too. He's been yeah. injury bug and huge um, foot, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of injuries yeah. so far in his in his career, in his career. So once we see him healthy, you know, um, and and he gets the minutes he 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 um. That um, that he needs to develop. I think I think eventually he'll be all right. Um, but they're overall the young guys. They've been playing a little bit better of late. You know, like Kaminga's and all that. Um, yeah, Kaminga's been real good. And, and the Divincenzo signing looks great. Like Divincenzo's been yeah. pretty good for him the past couple of weeks too. So, but I, you know, with the yeah. Warriors, they're twelve and two at home and three and fourteen on the road. Like if that's not a telltale sign, your young guys are struggling to 
be comfortable away from the Chase Center. They're 3-14 on the road. Kaminga's starting to, like you said, Kaminga's starting to come into his way. Moody's getting some more playing time. But, I mean, you saw it last night. You spoke on Looney not being a sexy player but just understanding the system. I think Looney got a rebound and literally, like, passed it to a corner where no one was there because he, that's what the system expects yeah. him to do. And mm-hmm. you never you never would see Wiseman do that. And that's just kind of, I don't know if he's going to ever grasp that Warrior system. I think he's a guy that, like, Another team like I, he has a lot of athletic tools. It's just a system fit. I mean, look at Bull Bull. That's another one like where like it's an athletic guy. It just might be a system fit. So there is hope, like you said. 100%. Big men take a couple of years to develop. Um, it's a system. And I, man. It's the system's tough. It's just, it's a tough system, and he may be better in a different system. But you know, um, uh, that's why I I don't I don't think people should be. Um, Giving Jumping up on, on his case. Yeah, yeah, no, no, like he, there's, I, he's still what, 21 years old or something like that. Yeah. There's still room for him to grow to be a good player. Like bigs take a little bit of while to grow and develop. So still have faith and, in him. And uh, if he gets in the right system, like you said, there's, there's plenty of bigs we can see that took a little bit. And then when they finally got it, they got it. And I still have faith in Wiseman that he can be a solid big in this league. And, and you look at, Everyone's jumping on this Lakers trade. Oh, my gosh, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner to the Lakers would make so much sense. Why not go the other way and be like, hey, here's Wiseman. Here's some Moses Moody. Here's a pick. Here's whatever. And get Buddy Heald, Miles Turner on the Warriors. You get another elite floor spacer and Buddy Heald coming off the bench. Turner can shoot threes. He'll be your rim protector. Like That's something like if the Pacers are devoted to the tank, Warriors should be bringing that phone a little bit. Now, I don't know if they want to give up on their young guys. I don't know because they've had this weird two-timeline thing with their Steph, Clay, and Dre. And now you have Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman. Um, if you just go to the one timeline with Steph, Clay, and Dre, which I would just try to capitalize and try to win as many titles as you can right now because it does not look to be that Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman are going to be the future of the NBA when you're looking at some of these other younger teams right now so yeah i mean i would i floated the idea earlier um before the season um when the whole nets thing i was like if you don't believe in the young guys go call brooklyn and be like hey kevin what's going on you know i know we kind of left on you know not so great terms but let's do this thing again and i was like yeah they maybe they should if they think the young guys aren't developing hey call brooklyn and be like hey we got young guys you know that are that maybe will f- play better in your system because they'll be allowed to play, and, and uh, be more you know have more um, openness freedom. and uh, freedom mm-hmm. in the system, freedom in the offense. Hey, we will give you our three young guys some picks. Give maybe us KD. Wiggins. Yeah. Give him Wiggins. <laughs> yeah. Give him match a contract with Wiggins mm-hmm. or something, and let's call it a let's call it a deal. Um, it, but you know I think they really are you know with this process of developing the because. I think they're they're thinking about you know once this you know Draymond Steph you know Clay thing is over they want to they don't want to be stuck and be like oh my god that the, the, this is over and now we don't have any pieces to build off you know and now we're stuck yeah, no, and absolutely and now we gotta we're we're gonna be like the Spurs and now we gotta oh my god like look at the Spurs like who, who would have thought that would be the case like. You know, um, and just try to hope you tank and you get that number one pick potential. Yeah. So, you know, so it, it's I, I could see where the, um, where they uh, they're going with sticking with the young guys and all that. 
I just, I you know, Kerr is, has health issues. Draymond has just had issues in general, and Clay is mm-hmm. no longer Clay Thompson. Yeah. Just, just, just let those guys try to run it out. Get a get a buddy heel. Get a Miles Turner. Some proven vets, and just make one more run at the ship, or two more runs at the ship. Because I don't, I just don't. You should capitalize on what you have right now because you have an all time great in Steph Curry, all time great shooter in Clay, all time glue guy with Draymond, and you're not, you're not, you're never ever gonna replicate that. And no. And I you don't like the tank to do it either, and that's the beautiful yeah. part of the Warriors. They didn't have the tank to do any of that. And I feel like it's a waste of those guys' end of primes, I guess, could be. And a waste of a really, really good Steph Curry season, too. So, Yeah. I could see them in that if they want to. If they really believe that they can they can uh, win a championship, you know, and they don't believe in the I, young guys, hey, you got you to gotta make moves. So it's going to be interesting uh, when we get closer to the deadline. Especially in the West feels wide open right now. I mean, could you? Could, I mean, could you name your top three contenders in the West? Because I'm looking at the standings right now. I mean, I Nuggets, <sighs> probably Grizzlies, but outside Nug- of that, I mean, the Nuggets. You got to put up there with the Nuggets. Um, the, uh, I would say the Pelicans, but one thing I have, and watching the game yesterday. You see this. You saw us a lot. They have they have a lot of perimeter defenders and all that, but they have mm-hmm. literally no protection at the rim. Literally no protection at the rim. And yeah, if Brandon Ingram, you know his his health has been up and down this season. You know how does that offense flow without Brandon Ingram? You know so so I I, I had them as a top four seed. You know so you know I I was really high on them because of just the amount of depth they have and. Mm-hmm. You know, talent and all that, but they need someone who can protect the damn rim because they can't do that. Now, Vooch is a monster on the board, but he's no, he is no yeah. shot blocker. He, you can yeah. get past him easily, and I think yeah, that could be an issue. Yeah, yeah, he's a turnstile. He, he's a yeah. turnstile, yeah. and and I think that could be an issue when we get to the playoffs. You know, um, with him because you're gonna need to, some rim protection, and all that. You know, but he's uh, only gonna be playable in like a Nuggets series, right? Because once when a Grizzlies team yeah. goes small with Adams off the floor, when a Warriors team goes small with Looney off the floor, when a Blazers team mm-hmm. goes small with Nurkis off the floor, they're just gonna put that guy in pick and rolls over and over oh, yeah. and over uh, again. So yeah, and um, yeah, so they, they gotta figure figure that out because, um, like I said, they have so many great perimeter defenders and all that, but. They just have no zero, you know, presence at the rim, you know. So they got they got to figure that out. They got to probably add someone at the at the deadline to at least give them some quality minutes when Vooch is, you know, not Vooch, um, Valanciunas is, is yeah. off the court and all that because he goes off the court. I mean, on the court there, it's not good defensively, you know, at the basket. But without him, it's even it could get even more trickier. So yeah, you, uh, they got to figure something get out a there. Combination like Larry Nance and. Some Larry Nance is solid too. He's, he's solid too. Center, but yeah. yeah, I'm with you there. But yeah, I just I just feel like I like looking at the West. The Grizzlies are 19 and 10, but outside of that, there hasn't like the Mavericks have stumbled. The Jazz had that hot start, and they're no longer to be seen. The Timberwolves, but it's with all Cobert but like five games, like five six yeah. games between like number one seed and like the mm-hmm. ten seed. So it's like I the the West is so hard to predict this year because it's. 
there is no real front runner because the Memphis Grizzlies are the one seed right now, but in they a losing streak, they're a losing streak away from being the the eight seed. Yeah, you know, and, and so that's why if I was the Warriors, I'd just be like, let's go. This like we can do this again if we get a, a, a two more veterans in the door, boost our things. Or like you look at the Eastern Conference, like it just feels like a two horse race. Like it, like where the Western Conference, you probably have six or seven teams you could honestly look and talk yourself into, turn sideways, be like, oh man, I could see mm-hmm. Dame running into the Western Conference Finals this year at a six seed. Where you look at the East and it's like. The Heat are the seventh seed right now, and they're sixteen and fifteen. And I know they've won a couple yeah. in a row, but man, that team is taking some steps back. And yeah, yeah, the West is like a spot where, like, the eight seed. You could see, like, if if we just go by right now, like, if Memphis plays Minnesota, I mean, <laughs> that went to five could, last year, and it was close. Yeah, yeah, and like they played last year, right? Yeah, and and, and you got and, Gobert and, now and, to help at the rim yeah. and. So it's like that could an eight seed can win be the one seed in, on the West right now this year. So and, a lot of parity out West. Two seven, you got Nuggets and Trailblazers. It was only two or three years ago when Tate beat the Nuggets as an underdog yeah. too. So like there's two just seven, some yeah, that's you know Pelicans, I mean, like, Clippers, four five. You got a Warriors and Mavericks and Lakers in the play in. So like LeBron could sneak in as an eight seed, and the Grizzlies have to go through the Lakers with LeBron and AD. Like that's. Where, like, if you look at the East, the 1 8 would be Bucks Hawks. And I like Trey and I like Deontay yeah, Murray, but. That's a four or five game series, yeah. Yeah. 2 7 would be Celtics Heat, another four or five game series. That's a five, yeah. It's a sweep. It's yeah. A sweep. 3 6 would be Cavs Knicks, which. Cavs Knicks would be fun. I think that would be. The, that, Cavs be a are fun. young and the Knicks are gritty team, and then Brunson add in there. I think that's probably a six, five, six, seven game five, series six, would be a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. And then 4-5 or five would be net Sixers. So you're looking at a much better playoffs out east than out west. Net so, Sixers would be uh, – uh, that, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. With James Harden, Harden and Durant. Yeah, yeah. a lot of storylines. So, because the Nets have played really good too. I mean, they Durant's won six Durant's an MVP in a row. candidate, and people don't want to talk about it. That's my – Yeah. That's, that's my – It's crazy when you now. win basketball games how little they – it's wild because we all they people talked about with the Nets when they were struggling and all that. And all the – yeah. All the stuff going on with you know Kyrie, fire and Steve Nash, and yeah. Steve Nash getting fired, and Kevin Durant, and all that. And now they're winning games, and you don't hear people, <laughs> you don't nope. hear anything from them. So, which is good, which is a good thing. Yeah, which it, it should be that way. And Kevin Durant, the only peeps you should be hearing is probably him as a top three or four MVP candidate. Which you have Giannis, you have Tatum, you have Jokic, but I don't know, man. The way he's been playing, he's been a. I'm menace. He should be MVP candidate every year. How nice he is on a basketball court. So that's oh, of course, hundred percent. That's that, hundred percent. All right, Chris, how are the Knicks doing? Are they up, beating the Warriors? Yeah, I think we're up by twelve or thirteen. You know, um, yep, they're up by uh, they're up by thirteen. Um, they're playing good. They're playing Very good nice, right man. now. Looking playing good right at eight now. In a row. Staring at eight in a row. It's it's good times right now. You know, but. They are a team that uh, tends to, you know, fall off a little bit in the third quarter, but they haven't done that as much. So hopefully they continue that trend of continue playing great defense and all that. Because it's crazy the def- it's wild how much defense has just literally turned around these last in this, during this win streak. Because it went from being porous, cold to like 
they're number one in these last seven games in almost like all the major defensive categories. And it's crazy how like the flip just switched and they just figured it out and they played together. And obviously had, you know, uh, Quentin Grimes playing a lot more, yeah, being healthy, which is huge because he had the foot. And I was that was that was worrisome when he had the foot because the foot injury, you know, those the foot injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw Chet. He's out for the season and, and foot injuries linger for forever. So he's been good. And then, you know. You know, uh, Deuce McBride be playing more and all that, and Julius Randle's played really good. Brunson's yeah, played Randall's really good. Yeah, Randle's been really good. Yeah. And Brunson was you know. a very good signing, which I'm shocked the Mavs just let him walk. Uh, Mitchell hey, Robinson's that back doesn't too, make right? any sense. Yeah, Mitchell Rob- the Mavs yeah. are regretting that as we speak because they could, they could definitely use Brunson and they lowballed him on an offer. And then I, I don't, I still think even if let's say they offered the same, let's say they had the ability. No, they could have had the ability to uh, give him more money. Yeah. I still think he comes to New York. I think so, too. I still think I, I, he comes he because for a big the opportunity. He wanted to be out of Luka's shadow. And exactly. I think yeah. being in – because playing with Luka is, is tough. It's kind of like LeBron in a way. But I think a little bit more difficult because with LeBron – he can play more off the ball because he's such an athletic freak that he can just move and catch alley-oops and all that. Mm-hmm. Luca, you can't do that. You can't do that. So Plus when he is off shoot. the ball, it's like, it's, it's like okay, he, he's kind of – he goes from being the, the best player in the league to like, all right, he doesn't have the ball in his hand. He, he's, he, he's a mid player. Yeah, he's, it's he's crazy to say that, but it's like shooter, he's like a – because he can't – he's not moving. He's not, he can't catch mm-hmm. oops. And he can't do any of that stuff that LeBron can do. Without the ball, and that's why him and D Wade work so well. And all. Why even Steph, like Steph's a guy yeah. that is running circles, he's roaming, when he has he's roaming. The ball. Luke, yeah, so Luke and can't you don't do see that, that with Luca. Yeah, yep. And I think that's why it's so tough to play with him. And I think, you know, and we've talked about a chat like Luca needs a star, but it's like I always, I always say it's like, but who, who is the ideal he needs like star? A Paul with George, Jalen Brown, like like a, a, like OG and an Obi. OG Ananobi, he's not a star. I don't even, like, th- I don't even think he necessarily needs player. a star. Like, an, I don't think he needs like another a like another All NBA mm-hmm. top fifteen type player. It's just surrounding him with like maybe like OG Ananobi type players and all that. Maybe I think like, you put think Dorian Finney-Smith next to him, and Dorian Finney-Smith had a really good postseason last year. Yeah, he was. Solid you need an upgrade long. over Dorian Finney-Smith, that long exactly. two way defender that can hit a three. Whether it be a B level guy like OG Ananobi or an A plus level guy like Paul George, like one of those guys, that just makes the most sense putting him with Luca because you don't they don't need the ball in their hand, they can't spot mm-hmm. up, they still are athletic, and they're going to defend the best player. Which who's defending the best player on the Mavericks right now? Like 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 who's defending the opposition's best player on the Mavericks right now? Finney Smith, it's Bullock, Smith and uh, Reggie Bullock, yeah. Yeah, so like it's like you could but those really players use... are upgradable. Oh, 100%. Bullock is upgraded. They have a lot of upgradable players. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing is, like, Luca's literally playing with guys that, like, would be coming off the bench and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they, they it, they're, it, that's a difficult situation, more difficult than I thought, that situation. Because it sounds good because you got Luca, right? And that, that yeah. and he can alone carry, right? He did it last year. He carried him to, you know, <laughs> to the conference finals. Conference finals, finals yeah. But, when people were like, oh, you know, this year talking about the Dallas, I remember having Dallas as an, I think I had them as a seventh or an eight team. People were like, how? Luke, they just got to the conference finals. Like, but like we've seen this before with teams like that, that have dominant, ball dominant players. We've seen this, they have that run that Trey Young just a few years ago. You know, what happens the next year? They kind of fall off. 
you know, with Blazers when they had when when uh, when Dame when they went against yeah, the Warriors. And you know, so we've seen these 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 runs that we can see guys take over for a playoff series or for a season, but it, it's not something that's can be sustained long term. And I think with Luke and Luca, I think that's it's going to be tough to build a t- a team around him that can be a championship team because he, he I think his use he's had like a forty percent usage rate. And it's just I mean, you take the ball off his hand. It's like like we mentioned before, what he drops as a player. Like if we're going to yeah. count him as a player, like as the best player in the league with the ball in his hand, which he is arguably, without the ball in his hand, he's a fringe. He, he's kind of useless. Davis Bertans, like yeah, like yeah, he, yeah if yeah. that, like, yeah. and it's like you know, and it's like you know, it's it's a difficult situation that um that they're gonna have to figure out because well, well, my things with the mavericks like we saw like the warriors be like it's time to shut down our season let's give some young guys and bench guys some runs so by the next year when they're competing in the playoffs we see gary payton jr we see jordan pool like getting huge minutes in the playoffs um trailblazers did it with dame like you saw josh hart you saw anthony simons you see these guys grow now i don't think mm-hmm. the mavericks would ever shut down luca in a prime year but it would, if he has some sort of nagging injury, why not give uh, a Josh Green, a Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, Tim Hardaway the keys a little bit more? Because in the end of the day, that'll when Luka does come back, that'll lessen the load because those guys know how to play with Luka off and on the court. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. tough. It's really, really tough. I don't think Dallas. they have the roster like Portland where, like, mm-hmm. if Dame's out, I know I have Anthony Simons. Yeah. Okay. So at least the game's out, like, I know, okay, we could still win this game win this because we got Anthony Simons who can get us a bucket, and Shaden Sharp can do some stuff, and we got Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, Grant, and we got and we got um, Nurkic. You know, so we got guys, um, and we got Josh Hart's going to get you 10, you know, 8, 9, 10 rebounds and all that. Where Dallas, if Luka's out, it's like, oh, my God. We don't have, like, Spencer Dinwiddie can do some stuff, but it's like, you know, at times, and um, he's shown the ability at times to take over, but that's it if, if if luca's out and that's all you have and you know it's just it's just not a good formula and that's why i was not high on them this this season and if you see mavs twitter and all that they agree like they are like what what do we have to do because and like it's not easy to build around <laughs> it's it's not easy because of very you know, similar to building around hard the ball or not. It, it's like uh, it's tough very similar yeah, to building around I, like prime Harden. Because it was Rockets. It's very, it's very hard and like 50 point triple doubles, which is very much what Luca was doing. But Luca, uh, Harden had PJ Tucker in the corner. Harden had CP when he would be out. Harden had Daniel House, Clint Capella, yeah, Eric Gordon. He had, a, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. he had a pretty, he had a pretty good supporting cast. Where, like you said, Dallas the supporting cast. Luca's supporting cast is not good. It's really mm-hmm. not good. Like, I mean, how many guys would you be like? I would want that. that that's a starter right there, a the true starter. Like on, I think Finney Smith team. might. I I, I could squint. Finney Smith's a nice, solid maybe. player. He's yeah. solid, you know. But that, I mean, they don't have a lot of that, and you know that always comes back to the draft and all that. Like you, the, you know, I know people sometimes are like, "Oh, forget about the draft and all that." But you, you know, you got to be able to draft well. Like they hit I mean, obviously just... they hit a grand slam with Luca. Obviously they hit a, they made the trade mm-hmm. with Atlanta. They hit a grand slam, but uh, other than that, they haven't really done anything. Oh. Good in the draft in a long time. 
you know, Brunson, like I, said, it, I guess. But like Brunson, he but he's a time. second round. They got him in the yeah. second round, so even they didn't think any he wasn't a first round pick. You know, well, that's the thing though him. too. Like Warriors were hitting draft picks late in the draft with Steph and Clay. Like Steph was what a nine or a ten. Like they were hitting picks too, where they were able to develop guys. So it could be a Dallas developmental issue. Um, it's a definite I, developmental. We haven't. Sure. I mean, we haven't seen much. Is it Jaden Hardy, the young kid that was in the G League? That's my guy. I, yeah. I had him. I had him as high. I think I had him top ten on my board. Okay, so we I had him going to the Knicks at eleven. Yeah, I was. Okay. I was high, and I think that's someone. Obviously, he's still young, and but that's someone you eventually down the line this season you're gonna have to be like, hey, this kid is killing in the G League. I think he just had like a thirty-two point game in the G League. You got like, to be chance. able to leg, hey. You gotta give him that thing and let him shoot that, because we gotta see if he can take some of that. You know, can be not that he's gonna be Jalen Bronson because he's not. That's not his game. Developed, but get some of that that scoring that we had from Brian Bronson that we're missing desperately. We desperately need that. You know, mm-hmm. losing Brunson and what he can do to get to the basket and all that. You know. Um, he's not as crafty and all that as uh as Brunson but we got to see if this kid can can be something and um uh, and we got to give him a shot and you know he's he's had a really some really uh really impressive impressive games in the G League but um you can some I won't at some point you got to be like hey we got to see what this kid got and give him mm-hmm. you know 20 minutes and be like hey let's see what uh, yeah. see what happens yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And they got Josh Green, who's another young wild card. Like you just like gotta, you, like you just gotta let the young kids play a little bit. And I mean, you never know; they could turn into a Jalen Brunson, or they could turn into a James Wiseman. But they need you, to figure it out because yeah. you don't want your superstar to get upset and be like, "Hey, what the heck are y'all doing around me?" Y'all not doing nothing? You, well, guess you what? You let Brunson go. You let like you let you Brunson know. go and all that. I, that's what I'm Porzingis, saying. Like, which I'm sure because you he you got to recruit. In. Like, yeah, and and look at Porzingis now. Porzingis is pretty has been pretty solid. So it shows you that okay, yeah, like and Porzingis has some monster games. So it tells it shows you like okay, there's something there. There's something there. Like Porzingis is balling out and out, and Brunson's playing really well. Is Brunson's... it getting away from Luca and getting more opportunity? Like that's the other thing I like go back and think too. So, and yeah, it's, Le- it's like LeBron. We saw like Brandon Ingram and all those guys. You know they they wound up starring when they leave. It's Hell, even someone as effect. little as like Jordan Clarkson. Like Jordan Clarkson getting away from Brown, like found his niche and was like almost like a six man of the year candidate. So like they're like yeah. there there are Look players where. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma's Kuzma. another one. Yeah, so Kyle Kuzma is a hot trade target for a lot of teams right now, that and he would be a great piece for for teams. I mean, a six foot ten guy that could shoot and, and give you nineteen and ten almost a nightly yeah. basis. Like, and we, people were calling him a bum in the Lakers, and I remember it was one of the people like, he's not bum guys. He's like, it's tough playing with you know, eighties playing your position. You're the you're the fourth option, and you're a corner. They're just putting you in a corner, and that's not your game. Like and now we're seeing when he is able to have more freedom, it, it just it just shows you how many great players there are in the NBA, but they're in the wrong system. And then we yeah. mentioned Mike Wiseman before. Like he could just be in the wrong system. Like it sounds yeah, good go to, to be the on the Pacers. Warriors. It sounds good he's on the Warriors, but like if he goes to the like you mentioned the Pacers, like yeah. Jalen Smith on the Pacers, you know he was on um what was he? He was on the Suns. And yeah. he didn't have a role, and he, and he used to have a little nice little, you know, uh, has played solid this year with the Pacers. It's just sometimes fit. 
it, the fit you're in, the system you're in is not ideal. And then we see guys, they go to different systems and like, whoa, what is that? Like even going, like look at James Harden when he's on the, on, uh, on Oklahoma city. And then he gets traded to, to Houston and they're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. And then the Thunder probably like, hold up. We traded, we traded peanuts. And this guy's going to be the as an MVP. He's having yeah. 27, 34, one coming back to yeah. So it's like should have traded Russ instead of him. Exactly. And, yeah. and hindsight twenty twenty is like, and everyone's like, yeah, they maybe they traded the wrong guy, and maybe what if, mm-hmm. what if it, they did keep Harden and not Russ? And uh, yeah, like is that a, are we look are we talking about a different NBA? You know, are the Oklahoma City Thunder the team that's winning championships? Like we don't know. So like sometimes. You know, and and that's and it's also for teams. You know, shout out to to Houston for having division and be like, if we get look what he's doing as a six man, he comes in our system, he can blossom like they did. No, like T Mac, T Mac back in the day. Like, like there's so many instances of this. T Mac on and in Orlando and in Toronto was a 15 point game, and he's like, Orlando says. We think he could be a thirty-point guy with us. Boom! What is he? He's a back-to-back scoring champion or whatever. Like we yeah. see instances and all that. Like guys are just in the wrong system. Something as simple as like Halliburton on the Kings, the Pacers. Now, granted, you had to trade that piece to get Sabonis to the Kings, and I think that was yeah. a rare win-win on both sides because Sabonis is playing yeah. damn good ball for the Sacramento yeah. Kings. But yeah. you throw Halliburton on the other side, and we're talking about Halliburton as an All-Star, like. We were having a conversation if he's comparable to a Trey Young on the pe- point guard pecking order right now, which, like, you, if you're talking about having an all-star for an all-star trade, both guys, the Kings are successful and the Pacers have a franchise cornerstone, mm-hmm. that's that's one no. where both teams kind of saw what you were saying with Harden and Tracy, uh, T-Mac, where yeah, if we swap them, both are going to be pretty successful. So Exactly, and who knows if Halliburton's – you know, still an all-star level player if he's still with, you know, Sacramento and all that. And yeah. I still think Sacramento shouldn't have traded him. I think, you know, I don't know, maybe because I'm just, I, I was just super high on, 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 uh, I, yeah, I, but the deal, the con, his contract is a lot more harder to, to, yeah. to get rid of. So I understood that, but you know, uh, and Sabonis is no slouch too, but I was so high on Halliburton in the draft. Like I had him like a top 11 player. I thought he was really, I thought he should be, he should be, he should be a New York Nick right now, but you know, um, but that was it's, a 2020 draft too. That was 2020 like, draft. We, keep, yeah, we yeah. keep going back to the 2020 draft where like these guys were the, the right the, the guys that were really high didn't make sense and the guys that were really low didn't make sense and yeah because Desmond Bain was the 30th pick that draft and I remember having a lot of draft guys on my show and and uh, I shout out to my guy Mav Draft who um, was super high on on Bain and it was like this kid needs to be higher than the third like uh, you know where he's yeah. projected to go and all that and look at bain i mean he's hurt right now but bain could be all-star this year you know you know one of the best you know one two punches in the league with him and josh so it's like you know uh sometimes no, you just I, don't know but that class i gotta do a sign i'm, I'm, I'm gonna work on a i have a project i'm gonna work on with the 2020 class because that's like the first year i really started like deep yeah. diving into into nba draft prospects and i've learned so much from that draft I learned so much from that draft because it's just, it, 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 it just, there's so much. I can't wait to do yeah. this project. I don't know how I'm going to construct it, but I, I'm going to do this. I don't know if it was a pod. I'm going to do articles because it's such a unique draft that I think teams, like I mentioned before, teams are going to be like, oh, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Like, we, 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 we just, we just. I'm just looking at it now. Mulligan. We need a mulligan because that year was. 
you know, uh, that that definitely would have. That's the toughest year by far to have evaluated. Because remember, there's no March Madness either. Yeah, there's no March so you Madness. Can't see so those like, guys on the biggest stage. Or you can't see those guys, and then on top of you, you can't see those guys. You can't work them out like that and all that. Because mm-hmm. I remember having guys on my show, you know, um, on my podcast who were playing like lower division one and um, and just talking to them about the process and all that, and just being like. They're telling me like, yeah, I, I'm doing Zoom uh, workouts, and it's like it's weird. It, it just it was weird, and like I feel bad for a lot of those lower guys, you know, who may have got a sh- you know showed out in a Chicago Combine, you know, and showed their talent, but they weren't able to. So that I think that I want to do a deep dive into 2020 draft because that's a very unique time, and I think that changes a lot of maybe how teams look right now because the Bulls may be drafting different, you know, or maybe, maybe what if they take Halliburton? Uh, what yeah. if they take Halliburton? Maybe we're talking about the Bulls. Like they're nineteen and eleven, not eleven what and nineteen. What if they just you know? took like Sadiq Bay? Like Sadiq Bay was the nineteenth. Like Sadiq Bay is a better. I would take Sadiq Bay over Patrick Williams. Emmanuel yeah, quickly to, was the twenty fifth pick. Bain is Tyre, the thirtieth pick. What if they Tyrese just took Maxie, Bain? Yeah, yeah. Maxie was. I, I forgot where he went. Mid uh, teens. Maxie was twenty one. Achua yeah. was twenty. He's a like he was That's, a very pivotal piece on the Raptors for a little bit, and then. Uh, Cole Anthony fifteen, Halliburton twelve, Vassell eleven, Isaiah Stewart was a starter for the Pistons. He was sixteen. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of like you said, a lot of guys that fell, mm-hmm. probably because yep. of the la- lack of scouting. So yeah, it's, be on the lookout yeah. for Chris's 2020 scouting piece because yeah. I'm. I mean, I had Killian Hayes number now. one. I had really? Killian Hayes number one. Yep, I had a number. One. I see. I won't be. I, I'm never afraid to say that because. They, they, you know, everyone. He's some people okay get afraid, now, and he's been he's been playing a lot better, a lot lot better of late. So I'm happy he's coming on. But obviously, he, he probably wouldn't be number one on my redraft board. But you know, but sometimes, like you said, when you don't have all the film and all that, and, and like I said, I've learned a lot since that. Um, since the, um, a lot a lot from my a lot of scouting buddies on, on that class and how they evaluated and how I saw it and just. Just little nicks and knacks. I'm like, okay, all right. I, I should have seen it that way, um, from your perspective more than my perspective and all that. So there's a lot to learn from that class. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm just looking at four, five, six of Williams, Okoro, and Akongwu. And Akongwu has been good. I shouldn't say that, but Williams and Okoro, that's a tough yeah. four to five. Akongwu's another one where yeah. where he get when he finally gets to you know the right system. Whether, when he gets in the right place or they trade Capella, because that's been a rumor, if he mm-hmm. finally gets to get his minutes, I think he's someone that, you know, will live up to that. But, like, um, Bam Light-ish, like how, like, watching yeah, him play very, a little bit. There's so. some Bamish qualities, not as big and all that physical, yeah. but definitely some, some Bam qualities to him. So I think there's a lot more in his game that we'll see once – if they if they try to flip Capella, because I think that's what they're trying to do. And the, the Hawks are really interesting to visit too, with guys like Collins and Bogdanovich and Capella that you mentioned um, that for trade purposes. Because yeah, that team is a, a hot mess as well in the East. There's some yeah, hot messes in the East. Uh, Bulls, yeah, they're, Raptors, they're Hawks. Right now. Uh, Wizards are you know what is that going to come out? Is Porzingis going to get traded again? Is Kuzma going to get traded? Is Beal? I know there's been Beal rumors over and over and over again too. So, Beal, uh, I I just I don't I think Beal is some a player that's <coughs> on the back end. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's something. That's a big uh, contract too. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, and uh, so I think Kuzma and and Porzingis maybe 
especially Kuzma, um, since his contract's lighter, might be more fe- feasible to, to deal. But they're, they're stuck in the middle, so it's like, you know, um, they're going to be stuck in the middle as long as Bradley Beal's there. I, I think I think we need to, you know, Bradley Beal's in that, like, Zach Levine kind of mm-hmm. category, too, like, where it's like, he hasn't really done anything in his career to be like, you know, where we, to, we held we hold them to this like standard and like he's a great player, but it's like cool uh, buckets. That's what he does. Like, yeah, you score game. buckets and you have like one first round exit. You know, I think that was over John Wall. <laughs> they had they had Paul Pierce and all that, but it's like other than that, you haven't really done anything. You weren't you know you weren't scoring title and all that. that's cool, but you haven't done anything in the playoffs to be like warranted to like you know. So it's like. They they need to figure out what they want because I think they need to blow it up because they're just stuck in they're stuck in neutral yeah <laughs> they're stuck they're, in they're, neutral they're, and they, I mean, they don't want to be there. Raptors, Bulls, Wizards, those are three teams that are kind of all stuck in neutral, and I'm excited to see what they decide to do. I I, I hope all three of them sell because there's a lot of fun pieces that could be moved around the NBA, but uh, something tells me that one of those three are going to try to buy so. I'm I think sure if I'm which. the Raptors, I would try to buy because you have pieces that teams yeah. would really covet I mean, if they want to trade a star for. You could flip OG player, so. for a DeRozan and bring DeRozan back. <laughs> that would be. You I don't could, know. But I, it's, 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 you have another similar to like Siakam in a way. Like yeah. you don't need you need more like perimeter shooting and all that. Like, yeah. They need, you know, uh, to be more athletic, like not not athletic, but they need the guys who can yeah. can move. They need some speed, you know, and all that. So, um, you know, um, they got to figure that out because they got to they, yeah. they're 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 uh, they're a slow team. Um, so they they got to figure out you know um, something there. They no, so I, I I don't think they're gonna sell sell and just blow it up. I don't think that's ideal, but. I they do may think be we trying to make see a move. OG moved. I think. I think we. See I OG think so. Moved. I think that's yeah. the ideal move because, like I said, you want to see if Scotty can 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 level up. Um, and it and might maybe be like that's... a lateral move, like like we saw with like Halliburton for Sabonis. It would. I think that's our like next something like, like that. Yeah, not not yeah. like a true sell, but like we're gonna trade OG to get someone. You know, um, that's gonna like help said, us right yeah, now. That's gonna help yeah. us. Let's trade like like you mentioned, like a a trade that's gonna benefit both parties. You know, mm-hmm. uh, right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chris. Last question. Thank you for coming on today. Last question. Where do you want to see Victor Wembanyama play basketball in the Knicks? And it has to be logical because the Knicks are a six seed. I would love to see him play basketball next to Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I don't think we're going to get that lucky. Uh, no, nah, I mean, that'd be crazy. I want to see him in Orlando. <laughs> okay. Paolo, Bol Bol, uh, Wagner, Wembenyama, Wendell Carter, um, Suggs, Cole Anthony. Suggs, Cole Anthony. Like, give me that. I think, yeah. I think that would be fun if I'm not – if I don't want him, if he can't come to New York, which he's not going to, but I think that would be a lot of fun to see him there. That would be a lot uh, absolutely. of fun to see him there. That would be uh, right now, three-headed monsters. That's that's Pistons. the one. The three-headed monster. Yeah, you're, you're a Pistons too. Right, you're a Pistons fan, right? Give or take, yeah. Like I, like I like the Bucks. I like the Pistons. Like I I like the Bulls. It's just kind of places I've been spent a lot of time at. Got family in Milwaukee, Chicago, and Detroit. So. I have a soft spot for all three, and uh, yeah, Kate Detroit I would be ideal. Kate I would yeah, be awesome. That, that'll be fun. 
that'll that'll be fun to see. Um, yeah, I think Orlando, Detroit would be. I don't want to see him go to the Spurs. I really don't want to see him. Go no, to the Spurs. I don't want to see him go to the Spurs either. Uh, Thunder would be interesting with Chat and Shea. Thunder would be. Uh, I forgot about the Thunder, but the Thunder, the Thunder would have to maybe try to trade Chat or something. I don't yeah. know. I feel like they need to make a a a, uh, a power move because I think Shea is showing that he's a All NBA type player. Oh, a hundred percent. And and they they compete hard. Like they they're in games. Like they had he had a buzzer beater yesterday. Like yeah, against they're Portland. in games, and and it makes you think, man, if they had Chet, like maybe maybe what if they're, they're maybe they're a playing team right now. So it's like mm-hmm. I feel like they I mean, need we... to make a move. Chris, you know, they're they seven games all from that? the one seed. They're seven games from yeah, the one so seed. Like, so like, I mean, yeah. and how many back from from being a a in, eight seed? The, three. They'd be three four. games from the eight seed. And we've seen how crazy it is. Like a win streak away, and they're and they're yeah. in there. So it's like, I think they need to to try to finally, you know, um, utilize those picks and all that, and make a move and make a power. Hey, put Chet on put Chet on the on the table and be like, hey, we would Chet picks and go after. You know, someone that's going to be a force with, and then you get hit the home run with Wemby. And if you get Wemby and you had SGA and you had, you know, player B, whoever that is, you know, maybe no, we're absolutely. talking. Maybe we're talking about absolutely. something, you know, brewing in, in, in OKC. Or maybe, I mean, we just talked about him. You just go something small to help you next year when you're fully healthy with chat, is you go like a uh, kind of. Blue Dort, insert prospects, couple of picks for OG, or, or, or throw in, throw in. I, I don't think you throw in Giddy in an OG pick, but well, in an OG trade. But I mean, I th- you could always go that route too. So when you are fully healthy next year, and LeBron's a year older, and you kind of can assess the land of, hey, maybe Chris Paul's off of the Suns, maybe. It is the Grizzlies' conference to lose, but after that, it's an hey, old Kawhi. Hey, hear me out. Hear me out. Let's just say they're like, all right, Giddy, we'll give you Chet, and all the picks we got. Brooklyn, <laughs> what's up? No. Guys lost I don't the first think... round. Hey, if... LeBron came back to Cleveland. You Come back if... to OKC. Kevin Durant, if, and let's do this and end it on the right note and all that. Um, nah, I don't think that'll happen. A, but if Brooklyn but, is like a first or second round exit this year, I mean, but late. Like, let's say they get swept. Let's say they get swept. I mean, is Kevin Durant going to be like, all right, I'm going to go? And because listen, Kyrie won't be there next year. Marcus Kyrie yep. free agent, so he won't be there next year. So this team, we don't know what this team's going to look like. It's going to be him and Ben Simmons. Eh, now him and SGA, you don't think KD would be like, okay, you get, all right, we got SGA, we got Wemby. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they get Wemby if if because I don't think SGA is. They'd have to like stop playing Shea Gilgis Alexander because there are really really bad teams below them. I mean, I mean we're they talking still about could the do Rockets that. They still the could Spurs. do that because they are. Okay oh, and season. we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen it. So I'm not I'm not doubting that at all. So I would love. That would be if we get SGA, Kem, KD, and Wemby on a team together. But for KD, let's just talk about the brand. Like obviously, <laughs> he's a great brand, and all. But like, I think that would go well for him. 
going oh, back to OKC. Recoup his image. Yes, yep. look what happened to LeBron. LeBron was the villain. Then LeBron did not like being a villain in Miami. He did not like that. Goes back to Cleveland, and everyone starts to get that you know liking him again. Mm-hmm. I think for KD, I mean, that's a that's a my that's a bold prediction for me. I'm gonna go very I, I, bold. I do very like bold. that idea. I think that could, that could be interesting if OKC can be like okay. You know, because he doesn't. Katie doesn't care about where he's he's playing at. He doesn't care about markets and all. Because that was the case, he would have been a New York Nick instead of a Brooklyn Net. So it's like, yeah, you know, he just wants the ball. You playing with SGA, who who's a who's who's going? Like, if you're not going to play with Kyrie next year, you know, you get to play with SGA, who's a who's a bona fide star in the making. I, I think I'd rather play over SGA than Kyrie next year. I really, yeah, do. I'd rather play with SGA, who's a young star. Doesn't have the baggage and all that, you and know. A um, more open Western Conference too. Like if you're just Western like Conference is at, wide yeah. open. There's no yeah. there's, like the East is actually like it's Milwaukee, it's Boston, Cleveland. Cleveland. You got those three teams. You got to that's hard to get past those three. Like even the Nets now, they're playing great. Yeah. But do you think they're better than Milwaukee? No. You think they're better than Cleveland? I don't think they're better no. than Cleveland. Do you think they're better than Boston? No. So it's like no. you got to get past those three teams to get to a finals, and then the West. <laughs> You just mentioned the West before, like Minnesota. Yeah, they're down this year. But if you told us right now they play Memphis and they beat Memphis, you, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's that's shocking. Like, no, you'd be like, oh, that, it could happen. Like, it's it's very feasible. So it's and like it has a big the, series and and it goes they off. Figure or, out Cat you know, and Gobert. Cat and Gobert figure it out for a series. Like, the West is wide open. Look at me. The Lakers are are on the decline. All right, you know the Warriors. We don't know what's going on with the Warriors, right? Man, those Thunder Denver games would be awesome. Awesome. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Cole. Those I think I just created awesome. a. I think I created a, a situation that would be. Uh, oh. That if I'm the, the Thunder, only, I'm see, thinking the only, about it. The only better KD versus the Warriors situation would have been if he went to the Grizzlies this year. Like if they were like, "Hey, like KD wants out. Here is." Desmond Bain in every pick we have, and maybe like I don't know if Memphis would do that though. I don't know if Memphis would do. I tr- I don't know. Just a feeling. I don't know if yeah. Memphis. No, would I, do I that. don't. I mean, obviously, you can't project how good Bain's been this year because Bain's been awesome. Like we said, he probably an All Star if he remains healthy. But, but you would have guy. to you would have to include Bain in the deal for KD. 100 percent, 100 percent. And if you are running out that. Grizzlies and Warriors, who already don't kind of like each other, and they had the bat war of words on social media. And you throw mm-hmm. Kevin Durant in the picture, huh? Mm-hmm. So I just need Kevin Durant in the Western Conference. I don't really care where he goes in the Western Conference, but just to rejuvenate that rivalry with the Warriors again, because basketball would be a much better place. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, Chris, tell the people where they can find your work at. I know you're coming up on Knicks Fan TV, aren't you, this week? Yeah, I'll be I'll be on Friday, so you can catch me on nice. Knicks Fan TV. I'll be co-hosting um, right after the Knicks Bulls game. I feel like we played them every time now. Um, <laughs> but uh, hopefully, you know, the winning streak continues. You know, they're about to, it looks like, you know, I'm not going to jinx it, but it looks like they're going to wrap up um, against the Warriors, so that will be eight in a row. So hopefully uh, we'll go into that game. You know, uh, on that continued win streak, but I'll be I'll be on there, so check that out. That's you, I think ten thirty after okay. the game, ten thirty says so. It's a little late start, but you know, um, even if you're not a Knicks fan, you just want to be there for the entertainment. It's very entertaining, <laughs> especially if they if them. they lose, it's even more entertaining. I don't want them to lose, <laughs> obviously, but when they lose, it's even more entertaining. But uh, if you're a non Knicks fan, 
um, I think you still enjoy, you know, um, watching like a post game, especially on Knicks fan TV, because the the phone lines are open, and if they lose, it you would think it's it's the the, the end of the world, you know. Um, so, to, I'll be on there. Um, you can follow me off the ball pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check out the YouTube off the ball network. Um, help us get to four hundred. You know, we're climbing up the ladders little by little, getting subs up. You know, hopefully, um, 2023, we finally get, you know, uh, that, that, that 1K and, uh, and keep, keep things, cause I want to do a, a show like that. That inspires me. I like, I love, I, when I see shows like that, you know, live call ins yeah. and all that, I mean, Cole, how much fun oh, do you have? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I would love that, live call in. Live call ins, you know, talking about whatever. Like, it would be yeah. so much fun. So that's why I'm, that's my goal. Uh, so we, that we get there, cause we'll have so much fun on there. But, um, uh, I have another basketball. I have another college basketball podcast with my guy Kevin. Uh, get a bucket podcast. We're actually probably going to record tomorrow. I should tell him that. Um, <laughs> so probably should tell work. him that that we're going to re- my work to, that we're going to record tomorrow. Um, we didn't we didn't record last week, um, but uh, we'll get back to it. Uh, a lot to talk about in college basketball because it's been a wild wild season of college basketball. A lot of uh, certainly has looked that of, way. Yeah, a lot of up, lot of downs and all that. So we'll get into that. Um, you know, uh, we talk recruiting and all that. We, we get into everything with that show. So get a bucket podcast, off the ball podcast. Um, I just noticed I'm like 30 shows away from like 200. So I didn't realize that. Insane. So it's like, it's pretty crazy. That's approaching 200. So um, probably get there sometime in 2023. But uh, off the ball podcast, subscribe and all that, you know, on you on uh, Spotify, wherever it's on available on all your streaming platform so go check out off the ball i got a great shows if you go back former nba players former all-stars and all that check that out and i got a few good shows like i said that 2020 draft i'm gonna dissect that because you know uh we gotta figure <laughs> there's out a lot what to, went there's wrong. a lot to swallow there so there's a lot to figure Absolutely. out there so uh yeah you check me out there and like i said cole thanks for having me on bro no of course man thanks for coming on chris and uh we'll be doing these weekly where we do a little deep dive and each out off the balls network's personality hopefully uh we'll got a lot of personalities there's a yeah, lot of personalities in there and it'll be an exciting time to deep dive into each of the guys and hear their takes and do all that fun stuff chris thanks for coming on from chris lebron from off the ball pod from cole rains from rain rains radio say that seven times fast <laughs> happy holidays folks stay safe out there and we will see you next week
Sweet.